Tabletop Unknown. Hello and welcome back to Tabletop Unknown, the show where we playtest lesser known RPG games. I'm Will, one of your co-hosts, and with me is Jesse. Jesse, how are you doing? Good, good. Very exciting. Excellent. Um, great, great game. Um, congratulations <laughs> on your first... DMing experience. Thank you. Yes, it was um, it was a lot trickier than I expected it to be. I sort of I found myself sitting at the front of you know uh, sitting watching you DM something and going, you know what, this is easy. I could do this. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is not easy. No, it's not. It's <laughs> um, not particularly with this monster system, as yeah. we've often called it. Um, but no, I think it went pretty well, and I'm fairly I'm really pleased with the um, the the results and with what you guys brought to the what our wonderful cast brought to the table. So. Speaking of which, yeah. we'll quickly just reintroduce them again one last time. So, uh, Stuart, I play Jacques I'm Connie, and I play Jasmine Kilimanjaro. And I am Meals, and I played uh, Brooklyn Quest. And obviously, I'm Jesse, and I played Neve Gerwin. <laughs> um, so, uh, Will. The foiler th- of all my plans. <laughs> yeah, very sorry. Um, so, Will, quickly talk us through your. Like campaign, what you intended for it, and what options there were, and that sort of thing. Yeah, and, for sure. And where it could have gone. Um, so I suppose the inspiration for this campaign, um, some of it came from the movies. Um, oftentimes in the movies, Mewtwo is like the big, the big bad. You know, the Detective Pikachu movie, Mewtwo was a big part of that. Um, and the 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 first movie which I saw in cinemas because that's how old I am. Um, that. Mewtwo was a big part of that as well, and it always revolved around him being captured or being tested on or something like that. So I wanted to sort of take some inspiration from that. Um, but yeah, I suppose the thing that being this being my first campaign, the thing that I've learned is that I probably should provide more opportunities for the days other than combat. And so I feel like my story was quite linear. There was a couple of different options. So the the first sort of um, the major option was the the direction in which you traveled to Venya City, whether it was via the the shortcut or via the the normal route. Um, and there was different um, things that would have happened based on which way you'd gone. Obviously, you went the shortcut, you encountered the Snorlax, had to overcome that, and then uh, had a, a team sprocket battle. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you'd gone the other way, there was more of like, a, it was more of a grasslandy type terrain. Um, there would have been opportunities for random Pokemon encounters there. There still would have been a team sprocket encounter. I was just about to ask, yeah. Yeah, because... Um, I wanted them to sort of form a big part of like the the epilogue, if you will, yeah. the, the reveal of the painting and all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, they definitely would have come across, and you would have come across the old man as well, no matter which way you yeah. went. Um, I'm just really glad that um, people actually rolled enough to overhear his clue, and I didn't have to try and sort of go, "Hmm, okay, that didn't work. How am I going to make sure you guys go the right way without?" <laughs> yeah, because if we know, went to pushing those random buttons, buttons. yeah. <laughs> oh. um, so. Yeah, that's um that's sort of the the major changes that could have happened. Um yeah, obviously I expected the last battle to go a little bit differently, but <laughs> yeah. I should I should have seen it coming. I just didn't. But that's fine. That's part part of what the fun is and part of the part of playing these sorts of games. Yeah, absolutely. Um great. Well, I think we'll get straight on into our uh cast questions. Yeah, if that's all right. Unless yeah. there's anything any other questions you guys have for Will about the campaign? Anything like that? No? Mm-hmm. Great. Um, so I guess we'll start with um, the, our first question is like, what is your relationship to Pokemon? So, Meals, why don't you start us off? Like, d- how do you know Pokemon? Is it a big part of your life or not? 
Um, I wouldn't say it's a big part of my life. Um, <laughs> my yeah. fiance is a really big fan, so like he plays Pokemon Go, and like when we went to Japan, we did all the Pokey stunts and blah blah blah. Um, so we should have invited him as well. Oh yeah. my god, he, yeah, he would have. Yeah, he, please. That, that was that was actually your first mistake, Will. Um, yeah, you should have invited him. Um, but other than that, like I used to play. Like I think I've seen some of the movies, and like I used to play Pokemon Yellow and Blue on my. Game Boy Color, and but couldn't tell you anything, anything. about it. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's not. Yeah, besides, I've sung. I know the theme song. Song, yes, because you times. you sung it at the end of an Arthur's Seat Running Challenge in high school for some reason. For the reason, I have no idea why, but yeah. just a meme, I guess. Yeah, motivational. It was <laughs> yeah. beautiful. Do you need a reason. That's no, the, yeah. I, I have this dense. vivid memory of like people in the audience like being so confused but there was this one guy with his kid who was just so excited being oh, like that's great. just like slow clapping as I sung it um, so it was worth that so, but that's, that's my only real relation to Pokemon other than that I have no clue that's great uh, we should explore more is just like singing like random anime theme songs and yes. seeing which people in the audience yeah. Yeah. show appreciation <laughs> it only takes one for it to make it you know make it worth it yeah. but yeah um, how about you Connie what's your relationship with Pokemon I would say I have zero relationship with Pokemon. <laughs> um, ex- yeah, I've seen, I saw the new movie. Um, Great. That's about it. Uh, however, my brothers, uh, one of my brothers in particular, was super duper obsessed with Pokemon um, when we were younger. So I guess I had some sort of exposure to it in that sense. Like literally wore his Game Boy Advanced out by playing Pokemon that much. Wow. Um, and yeah, that's kind of, all I had. So I had a very peripheral idea about Pokemon. Great. So I think it's worth pointing out, Will, that usually our intention for for the, for this show is we get two people that are experienced in the system and two people that aren't. But because no one was experienced in this system, <laughs> yeah. we instead tried to get two people that don't know Pokemon and two people that do. So. Yeah. Stu and myself obviously know Pokemon. Stu, mm. talk to us about your Pokemon. It's everything. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Basically, all childhood, all like teenagehood, it was like Pokemon was just the coolest thing ever. Like I'm like when it was like, oh man, this stuff's pretty complicated. Like I was like full in the weeds of it. Of like. Uh, there are people listening who know what EV and IV stats are because there's two different kinds that you got to like. So your Pokemon has that one extra number. So they're stronger at attacking and you have to spend uh, several hours hatching eggs so you get the perfect Pokemon. That's how I was very cool in high school. <laughs> so I think we've actually identified the exact type of person who this game was played for. So. Yeah, I think so. so yeah, I, I, I loved it. And like, just Pokemon's always, like, despite there being a touch more murder than I'm used to <laughs> in Pokemon, it just, it always just uplifts me. And I like, I refuse to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> and even though it's like faded recently, my nephews just started to like get into it and I had my one chance to be the coolest uncle ever and I gave him my old Pokemon cards and it was like one of the most precious moments in my life where I'm like, carry on the legacy. (laughs) That's right. You too will not be very cool. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, I guess myself, I, yeah, I've, again, played like a lot of the games. I watched it as a kid and loved it. Um, And then... For some reason, I just stopped playing them at one point. I think I didn't have a Game Boy, like the correct Game Boy at the time, so I just missed a bunch of them. And then 
becoming an adult with a semi-disposable income and no one telling me, oh, you can't buy that. I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this. And I bought it and I was like, oh, Pokemon, great. I'll start playing Pokemon again. And I just remembered how much I actually loved it and how much mm. I knew, knowing all the stats and everything like that. Because I thought of like, oh, what could, you could, there's so much you could do in this Pokemon world. Mm. So I think... Um, and I eventually settled on Neve Gerwin because I just thought Steve Irwin in a Pokemon setting would be fun. Mm. Um, so I guess for the two sort of players that this system is built for, I think Stu is like the one sort of know everything side of Pokemon. And Dunned then there's a, there's, the, there's a side of me, which is like, I'm excited to play in that world of Pokemon. So there's mm. the role play and the, the stats type. So um, how about you, Will? What's your sort of relationship with Pokemon? Yeah, look, I played all the games, um, but I wasn't a anime watcher like my brother used to watch it um before school i think it was like 7 30 every morning um <laughs> cheese tv for those yeah. of us who remember Ooh, yeah. um you know we stand um, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah he, he would watch all the anime i went and saw the first movie i think i went and saw it with my brother and my cousin i think my auntie took us um and then you know 20 years later we went and saw detective pikachu together so it was, that's um that's my only sort of in- exposure to that but no yeah um i've played all the games i um this year purchased a device that allows you to like basically play any console from nintendo through to playstation one including all the game boys and i've got them all loaded up there nice. and i'm just working my way through them so i'm currently <laughs> playing pokemon blue um and yeah that's that's pretty much my exposure to it right yeah Quick, uh, quick tally just to the Pokemon boys. Sorry, ladies. Mm. Uh, which one was your favourite game, just out of interest? Oh, Pokemon Heart Gold all the way. Your all Pokemon way. could follow behind you. You walk into the Pokemon Center, you've got a giant Onyx behind you. Out the door. <laughs> great. It's great. Magnifique. Will? I'm an OG, man. I, OG. Like, I, I love the blue and red. See, I loved Pokemon Emerald, so third gen mm-hmm. was my favourite. Okay. But I just love those Pokemon mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So now so- let's stop alienating our cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Um- <laughs> I remembered, I, I don't know why, because I wasn't a Pokemon fan, but my first car I named Nidoran. Oh, you did too. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't. Yeah. Because it was like that weird sort of. It was like color, this bluey, purpley sort of like shit thing. So yeah. I named it Nidoran. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know why. Cause I, yeah, Nidoran's I like, a shit thing, according to Amelia. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, we don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, I think so, it's canon now. I think uh, yeah, 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 it's it, canon Nidoran now. is shit. <laughs> good, Soz, good. If, any, if any Nidoran <laughs> fans <laughs> out there. <laughs> um, so, Niels, we'll go back to you. So what sort of experience do you have with role-playing games? Um, I know it probably would have been really difficult to tell but none yeah um <laughs> so none at all that was your first attempt at even playing something like this so i haven't even yeah the, like i think i was saying before like my only experience of any sort of um rpg is the episode of community where they play mm. um yeah. so this would D&D. have been quite strange for you which is a great episode by it way. is it's a, a episode. fantastic episode yeah. Yeah. um but yeah it's hard to sort of um I mean, because I know you were all sort of explaining that the system is pretty complicated. Um, But yeah, just I I think for a lot of it, I was a little bit intimidated to sort of get involved because I was like, I don't don't know really what to like, how much you can sort of like stray from what's happening or you could just sort of join. I I was, yeah, it was really fun. But I was just, I was sort of, um, I was, I felt like a bit of a voyeur as opposed to a (laughs) player. Completely. If that's your first attempt at even playing, I think you've pretty much got it down. It was fun. I 
I felt like I was starting to under as we were sort of going a bit more in, on the quest and like with the Snorlax and all of that. And then the second we got into combat, I was like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. Going. I can't tell what's going on. Now I have to play. There's numbers involved and math. Which oh, dice do I have so to fucking roll? Much and math. Yeah. yeah oh. So I found, and I know you guys have sort of watered it down a bit too. So yeah, yeah. Okay. It was fun just to sort of listen sure. <laughs> and just get the pepper spray out. That was sort of my, <laughs> my one shtick. Yeah. Oh, and look, yeah. Couldn't I was sleep. proud of myself when we did, um, when I was, when I could tell, like when I would use, um, when Sylveon used Sunny Day, I felt like, okay, now I'm understanding. And then there was, I was pretty much silent for the next 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that was great. It's great to find that sort of synergy. I think Jesse actually pointed it out, the the synergy between what you've done with that and then how that was going to benefit um, the fire type attacks mm. that we had. So, mm. Which it, was yeah. absolutely my intention. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, how about you, Connie? What's, what's your experience with role-playing games? Uh, so I have only ever played D&D before, yep. but um, I have been a part of a campaign for about two years now. Um, so I've done quite a lot of role-playing in that sense before, um, and I've played quite a few different characters. Um, so it was interesting taking on a different, um, um, way of playing. Yeah, like I guess. Different... And like a different, like tabletop adventure, not yep. doing a and d type thing. Um, so yeah, that was really interesting, but it was also super daunting when you sent us the material and like, like information guide thing and 500 page dude the table of contents is what like five pages long mm-hmm. i was like oh oh god so that was like super crazy for me um yeah. because it was just such a different makeup to how i started doing D where i didn't even really have the um gamer's guide i just learned from other people telling me how to do it mm. and mm-hmm. you know how it worked so yeah, it's a meaty, meaty game. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Stu? What's your relationship with like role playing games? Yes. And such? So, well, in the the video game kind of, I've played plenty of those. Um, but on the tabletop variety, probably yeah, just pretty much D and D for the last couple of years. I've had a a weekly game going for basically the last year. Um, I've DM'd a few game uh, campaigns that have lasted a few <laughs> rounds of it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's weirdly enough, despite me also very much agreeing with um, the, the rule system of this being insane, because, like, uh, with even with D&D, even though I'm pretty confident with, the, like, the rules and stuff, uh, the um, D&D Beyond, uh, the thing that exists, that's basically, like, an electrical... Not electrical, uh, a computer tool that basically helps you figure out all the rules. I've become immensely spoiled in doing any math or solving any rules. Yeah. So this one that was like, all right, back to, you know, look at your paper, roll the dice kind of a thing uh, was a bit much. But at the same time, I feel like with this, um, yeah, I, I love that the fact with role-playing games that at the end of the day, it came back to uh, us all just acting and having a, good time and yeah joking around always come through as long as you just as you guys said at the top just focus on that and 
it came when comes we to destination. first received the material i was almost a bit nervous i was like oh god i don't know how much this is actually just going to be like statistics and mm. focusing on that side of things and how much we'd be able to just kind of dick around a bit and have a laugh mm. and enjoy an adventure so i'd super duper appreciate that that's kind of the avenue we went down mm. well I don't know if I've said this on mic yet, but Jesse and I have messaged each other fairly regularly throughout this week and in the last couple of weeks saying if that will change your entire perception as to how something should work. And so I think, yeah, I think just sort of saying things are going to be wrong and that's okay is probably the way to approach it, I think. Mm. Um, but we'll obviously get into that when we talk about strengths and yeah. a bit more. But, mm. um, I don't think I need to get into my role-playing experience. I've talked on it before. So, yep, so um so we'll just go again. This question might not be much um, for you two ladies, but what uh, meals, what does the system represent with like what you know Pokemon to be like based on the game that you just played? Does this accurately describe your understanding of Pokemon or did it seem incorrect to that world? Do you think? Um, From my very sort of basic understanding of the Pokemon world, it felt like it fit within that universe. I understand that usually a Pokemon adventure involves some kind of quest to a gym and you battle someone. Um, Yeah, so it felt Pokemon-y to me. Yeah. Cool. Connie? I think for me it was almost interesting because I didn't expect you to be able to do so much with your character. I thought it would be a lot more focused on, you know, like when we were doing the character creation, like you can beef up your human so much compared to, you know, your um, Pokemon. So that kind of surprised me because I thought it was going to be a lot more focused on that, even though it is still definitely that. Um, Also interesting for me personally that I couldn't really do anything with my Pokemon because I just kept rolling like shit. Yeah. So my Pokemon didn't have a huge role in <laughs> what so I... so much character to them, though. Yeah. <laughs> I just... Like, oh, doll. I just love that image of Torchic trying to do flamethrower and just oh. going rocketing oh, somewhere yeah. else. Like, it's Girl, so you'll funny. get it eventually. It's fine. And it makes sense. Flamethrower is such a powerful fire-type move. Yeah. Like, like, a level one Pokemon thing. to know that's a tiny, <laughs> tiny chicken thing. Mm. Yeah. You know? It's great. Uh, Stu, what did you think on the system and, and what you know Pokemon as? Like, how did this system represent Pokemon? Yeah, like, I think, um, as well, I think I was talking to you guys before, it's like, um, it's almost trying a little bit too hard to be the same as the games in certain qualities, yeah. as we, as you mentioned before, with sort of making the rules a little less insane. Because, you know, it's all that is adapted to being playing in a video game where it can all be calculated straight away. And you don't have to look at the numbers when you play the game as well. No, it's just a bar a that yeah, goes down. you just down. see a nice yeah. bar. It's yeah. all simple and, like, pleasing and not overwhelming to the eye. Um, but I think something really cool is, as opposed to the games, all the moves are in the same kind of zone. Like, yeah. Like, there isn't the one good move, and that's what you use. Like, And I think that's fun. Like, just hearing, like, oh, there's Heal Bell, Sunny Day, you know, wouldn't usually see as much playing the game which is really really fun yeah i think i think like the pokemon video games get exceptionally competitive Mm, towards the mm. end and like there is a lot of like minimizing and maximizing all your different stats and you can definitely see that there is that element there yeah but when you're doing competitive stuff you just sort of ditch all the interesting different things and you just go for the best things yeah and since we're all just all having fun with it we're just they're all just tools to do whatever you wanted to do, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And because it is done in sort of like a role-play game setting, mm. 
these moves that don't mean anything anymore in the game suddenly mean something to the role-playing aspect of it. Like, Sunny Day usually just makes the sun come out, but in a cave, like, it provided a source of light and we could see everything. Again. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on to our next question now. Um, so we'll start with you, Mills. I know this might be a hard question considering you haven't played many <laughs> systems, but yeah. if looking at the system and, and what you experienced today, what do you think are some strengths from it? Is there anything that you found the easiest part about it or something that just clicked for you quickly? Yeah, what are, what are some strengths that you can see, if you can see any? It's really hard for me to speak to that because I obviously have nothing to compare it to. And the things that I would say are the strengths. Like, um, I'm not sure if that's because of how Will was sort of manipulating the system mm. for our benefit. So I, I can't really tell. I know when I was looking at the PDFs of everything, I was like, I'm not going to get any of this. And mm. I don't understand it. And I was really intimidated to sit down and do it. But once we were sort of talking through and Will was sort of guiding us through everything. It did, maybe it didn't come across this way, but it did kind of start to make sense. Um, so I wasn't confused why we were playing um, as much as I thought I would be. Yeah. But it's hard, it's hard for me to talk to the strengths. No, that's a, that's a good thing to say. And I think I will say something a bit like literate in terms of a system thing to the same effect. Um, but I'll get to that in a sec. Connie, um, what were your thoughts on the system? Any strengths specifically? We'll get to weaknesses in a sec. Yeah, sure. Um, I think strength-wise, I found it quite fun and interesting to have kind of an offshoot of your character in the Pokemon and to be able to kind of build a relationship exactly how you wanted it between Mm. those two characters as opposed to, say, if you are playing with another person you kind of have to riff off what they're doing and what they're giving back to you, in a sense. So building that relationship with your own Pokemon is very fun, and um, I think that's a real strength. Um, And similar to what Mil said, I don't know, because I haven't played this system before, um, I don't know exactly how technical it can be, but this um, seemed a lot more story-based, and it was Mm. a lot of fun because of that. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that really speaks to the system or speaks to Will's kind Mm. of storytelling and manipulation of the system itself. Yeah, great. Stu, what are your thoughts on the strengths of this system? I think the strength is that it really just did the best with what it could without just completely not being within the realm of Pokemon anymore. Yeah. Like, I think... If there was it to be stronger with all the like the calculations and stuff, you'd have to just kind of revamp everything, which would be even more insane than the yeah. five hundred pages that are already there. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I really like because like one of my favorite classes in D and D is uh, Ranger Beastmaster. But if those who have tried it before, it's a it's real poopy bad. It's not it's not good at all. It's a very bad class, and like your animal dies immediately. <laughs> um, but playing this in po- like on top of it being in the Pokemon world, which is really cool, and having that like companion fighting by you, that's and they're good and they're yeah. better than you, in fact. Um, uh, it's is just yeah, it's really fun. Very yeah, cool. it's great. I agree with pretty much everything that's been said so far. I think the relationship you have there like the possibility of building that relationship with your Pokemon in a narrative sense is really great. Mm. I like how there is characterization options to complement your Pokemon as well. Um, I think for the most part, the skills are really easy. 
they're broken into three categories. They're pretty small categories other than mind, and mind is just a bunch of education stuff. Mm. Like I think there's like six educations and then three yeah. other skills. Yeah. I think that's really simple. D6s, great, not a big number. Um, I really enjoyed just the overall vibe that the game gives. For some reason, and maybe it is more will than anything and, and what you did GM-wise, but... Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it definitely did feel uh, like as close as you can get to Pokemon in a tabletop setting. Mm. And I, I think, as Stu said, there is... So there's like plus 800 Pokemon, right? Mm. And to play a Pokemon game... <laughs> You need statistics for all of them. So why would you make new statistics when there's the statistics that exist very heavily documented for Mm. the video game? So to go and restart every single Pokemon Mm. instead of just copy and pasting the data from a page into a PDF, there's no point. So, yeah. I mean, like, what what can you do? But strength-wise, that's everything I enjoyed about it. Mm. Um, Will... Strengths yeah. of the um, system. So I suppose that the strengths of it are that it is, you are just given so much freedom to yeah. do whatever you want in a Pokemon world, and I think that that is um, that is that has the potential to be really great. Um, I think, uh, as well as all of that, um, <clears throat> utilizing mostly D six, I think, is a good move because it's um, it's just you just add some dice. Um, yep. The flip side of that is that the, the times when you do use other dice, um, it can be a little bit confusing to know um, which ones you're using at any exact point in time. And I suppose that's more of a weakness, and we'll probably get into those in a second. Yeah. But um, yeah, being able to just, most of it's built off D6s, so that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, also, the, the, it's considered a weakness, and I'll probably talk about it as a weakness, but the sheer amount of information that you have, the book has a breakdown of every possible move and what it does and what it costs and critical effects and all that sort of stuff um and it's it's all free it's freely available like and it's mm. comprehensive and it's detailed and if that's your thing then then yeah that's that's great yeah i don't think there's a single thing that you could wish to do with this system that the system doesn't allow mm. and mm. i think we talked about in our first episode the supplementary text you get alongside it but essentially there is texts that go okay you want a game of thrones but it's pokemon there it's there it's there cool you want a futuristic sci-fi adventure but pokemon are there we've got that too and um, so that's probably the benefits of it like it's it was made for by fans for fans and um there was all this talk that when i was doing research for it there was all this talk about like a world war one themed campaign which was just pokemon in a world war one setting and stuff like that so yeah and yeah, it, you thought mine strange. was brutal at the well, end no, <laughs> the <thing> is, <laughs> So the World War One thing, I'll just touch on this quickly. There's a lot of fan theories about how the Pokemon world ended up in its current state. Yeah. And there's a lot of evidence to, to suggest there was some massive war with a bunch of dudes and Pokemon fighting in the yeah. world. Yeah. And that's why no dads are around. It's because they all died in the war. And it's why there's like a yeah. low population and yeah. like there's no big towns. It's because there was this massive full world-scale war with Pokemon and men fighting alongside other Pokemon and men and it just decimated everything. So, like, there's all this sort of fan theory behind it that this could be... There's so many ways to just see 
Pokemon as being the most darkest universe. Yeah. Ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. He just had like it's this, this bright sunny lens over the whole child. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, his dad's not there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, great. No rules. It's like, <laughs> no dad. He gets to adventure with his friends. Yeah. Amazing. But it's like, also, there's some real Eldritchian horror in there because yeah. you can face the creator of existence and capture them in a Pokeball and make them fight other Pokemon. Yeah. You go, here's your god, Pokemon. Yeah. Fight it. Yeah, and you'll most I dare you. Be 10 while you do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're a child. So it's just, oh, yeah. Okay, so what can we improve in this system? What are the weaknesses of this system? Meals, again, I know it might be a bit hard to discuss because you don't know other systems, but what are the things that really stand out for you that just didn't work for you or need to be improved or the weak? Well, yeah, I guess speak. I can only speak on behalf of someone who's never played any sort of. D and D or tabletop good, game, good. That's but the combat hearing. stuff was confusing. Yeah, um, I understood. I understood sort of the overall premise of it because I kind of get how Pokemon fight each other and all of that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, that's where I was. That's where I started getting a little bit like, "Where's my paper? What do I do? Like, how do I? What? What? What exactly happens? The story, the sort of story development stuff was really fun and easy because it was a bit more relaxed, like easy to sort of follow along. And but when Battles started happening, and that's when I started getting. Oh gosh! I, I what do I do? Just will will, it, will it go? Yeah, destroy. Um, will it yeah. go? Brooklyn, it's your turn, and Amelia would just go and look at me, um, and I'd be like, "Yeah." So that's where that's where it was a bit yeah. bit tricky. But if but I could totally see if that's your thing, like how fun would that be? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that that's what was tricky for me. Great, Connie. Um, I think for me, um. It was the character creation, mm. which like two fl- flip sides of it. Like it's so amazing that you have like pretty much no limitations on your character creation, but on this in the same hand, it is so overwhelming when you get the guide to the tabletop adventure. When you look at it and you go, oh my God, I don't even really know where to start with this. And I think that as well comes down a bit to the layout of the actual um, instructions, basically. Like... I think that maybe character creation should be touched on first, um, or like you were, when I was creating the character, like it gives you a step by step instruction, which is amazing. But to complete each step, you're flipping through hundreds and hundreds of pages to try and figure out what the hell you need. And I think because there is such a large range of choices it can be certainly be overwhelming and hard Mm. to grasp yeah Mm. there's definitely there's a principle that they use in video game design um and it's about making choices so in video games you do end up making a lot of choices within character creation however they start you off with a single choice in pokemon that choice is are you a boy or are you a girl very you know it's, let's change it now. Come on, it's 2021. But yeah. like um, that first decision is a binary choice. And mm. generally as you go through a creation process in any sort of video game, it's like, cool, here's two choices, make one. And then it'll go, cool, here's three choices. Here's four choices. Here's 20. And it will build you up into making these options. However, when you start building your character in in Pokemon Tabletop United, it's like, so it starts off by explaining there's no classes. You get to create any concept you want. Here is 200 options. Yeah. Find the one that best creates the character you want. It's like, 
No, you you get decision paralysis. I believe it's called. So all that freedom mm. that we talked about could be considered a weakness in a lot of ways. Uh, sorry, a strength in a lot of ways. It's also a weakness. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, it's not handled as well as it probably could no, be. No, no. Mm. And as Connie said, they do give a lot of examples and they give you the options and they give you a rundown of what you need to do. But looking at like over 200 pages of character creation choices is so daunting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stu, weaknesses, improvements... Yeah, I guess I'll just pretty much echo what you said. Like, I think edges, general features, and class just needs to chill the heck out. (laughs) One thing, like, and just have it like be like five big choices, maybe, or like you pick five things, and that's all one thing. That's all what your trainer is. Because like, even a weakness, I'd say as well is like, (laughs) even though it led to absolute anarchy and hilarity uh, in our game. I feel like trainers being involved in the fights is, is, it's one, it's, it's weird to the source material um, of just, yeah, Ash Ketchum coming up and kicking a Pidgey and be like, got it. And catches it. (laughs) Like, um, like it's, I see, I like, because again, it comes down to that, you know, but you want people to do whatever they want, but like, yeah, it's, but it's like the focus should be on the Pokemon. Yeah. And then, but you as a trainer give like your edge, you know, like Jacques doing baby doll eyes at people and stuff. (laughs) But like, um, yeah, I feel like less, less, literally less customization. I think like trainers not as just lean people towards using their Pokemon more exclusively. And then in extreme situations, Yes, you, you yeah. can punch a poke. And I, I think, and to, yeah, so to elaborate more on it, further along the customizations, it then goes out of Pokemon training. So you can choose, instead of being like an ace trainer that's very good at a particular type of Pokemon, it's like you can be a chef that works as a chef with Pokemon. So it's like they're trying to give you every possible option. There's one to be a Pokemon professor. There's another one to be like a scientist that isn't a Pokemon professor. It's like, there's a difference. Like, yeah. it's just... Yeah. Like, I feel like all that character can come out in the role play. It doesn't, yes. You don't need a feature that's, that, that's no, directly I... attached to Chef or that's directly mm. attached to... Exactly. If you have a scientist, they just need to be really good in a few particular yeah. education Make skills. Make good. Done. <laughs> Done Great. And then you bring in that yourself. It mm, sort of mm, takes mm. away a lot of that. Yeah, um, yeah. If we just compare it to D&D for a second, I don't think I've ever... I've never complained that I've only got nine classes to choose from or something. So why do we need 200? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Again, echo all of that. Um, The biggest, I think, the biggest weakness is it's combat because it just slows everything right down. Like I jumped in first in our our game today because I just wanted to get the other cast members to Mm. chill out and see how it's done because I was like, I've had to read as much as Will to, in order to speak about it and help everyone else understand the game. So I'm, I'll go, I'll, I'll go first. I'll see how this goes. And even though it was quite quick, in my mind I was like, God, this is taking a long time. Yeah, and, and that was even a watered down version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. there is a nine step process for calculating damage in this game. Nine steps, mm-hmm. and it is so specific and it's it's almost directly from the video game video game but the problem is is in a video game that calculation is done in the numbers beyond the screen you're not Mm. looking at it or you're looking at when you're playing pokemon is a green bar you attack them and it goes down and you're like okay i've done that much damage Mm. 
having to calculate that number is horrendous. Yeah. And you should not have to do a nine-step process to do damage in a in a tabletop game. Mm. D&D can sometimes get rough with calculating damage. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, I've got four of these dice, I've got four of this dice, my weapon's magical, so it's a plus one. It's even more complicated than that. And that's sort of like the next one down from D&D. So yeah. to then go to this and go... Yeah, this is how you calculate damage, nine-step process. As a GM, how how are you meant to do that? Yeah, how are you meant to do that every round? Every, like, so there's four of us here. Mm. We each had a Pokemon. So that's, we had that's, two. We had two Pokemon. We had one in battle, so that's eight. Then Will has to do every other person. Yeah. So already, if we just look at our final fight, that's ten people every single turn, or ten entities every yeah. single turn that have the possibility to do damage. Mm-hmm. So you have to do that nine-step process ten times, and that's ten seconds in that world. Yeah, because I feel like it almost comes back to being bound by the source material. Because like in Pokemon, you don't—it's—it's it's not a multiplayer game. Like no. you, you fight each other, sure, but like you're by yourself. There's yeah. one person going, "I hit you, you hit me," and so that is a lot easier to deal with when it's like, "All right, I know I'm looking at you, you're looking at me." Here's my stats, here's your stats, but yeah. And I think we've... they try and sort of bring that in with the league-sanctioned battles and the, and mm. the full-contact yeah. battles. It's like everyone wants to play is always the problem. Like, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. And how boring would it be if, like, every combat, it was one person yeah. doing combat, the three are watching, <laughs> exactly. and then if that fails, we'll go to the next person, and then the other two are watching, and then, you know, yeah, like, that yeah. would be Yeah, and it's just like, what can you do other than, like, in the Pokemon animes, even those side characters are just standing there yeah, going... Then, Oh, he's made Arcanine use extreme speed. What's that? That's when his speed goes to yeah. the extreme. And it's like, yeah, you will literally have nothing for these characters to do. You yeah. want to see the Pokemon fight. Yeah. That's it. So, like, mm. why are we getting bogged down with all these values and numbers and stuff? Mm. It's like, just have the Pokemon fight. That's fine. But, again, I can understand why they didn't simplify it because it's like there's 800 and something Pokemon. Mm. The statistics are there. Of course you're going to use it. Of course, you're not going to remake every single Pokemon move and every single Pokemon. So it's a weakness, sure, but I also I can't fault the creators for it either. It's impressive. Yeah. It's impressive, but that would be a fucking shit show to play. Yeah. Mm. And I guess part of me, like, I also know that they are doing another version. They're trying to figure out an even better version Pokemon uh, Journeys, Journeys, which is the next iteration, which is meant to simplify a lot of it. But. Again, I don't see how they're going to do it without that same combat system. Unless they completely revamp it. Yeah. Like, there's no... I don't think there's any improving upon what's currently in. Like, it is yeah. a complete revamp if they want to If they want to make it better. Yeah. Um, any weaknesses, Will, that stand yeah, out to look, you? Look, there's a lot, I think. Um, firstly, just to, yeah, echo everyone and, and Jesse as well with what he said, the combat is a problem. Um, but it's not just the combat. It's the, the sheer numbers that have to be crunched for so many things that should be fairly simple like capturing pokemon i actually just want to read the word for word that how to calculate whether a pokemon catches successfully yeah, or not. and just and this is from the video game specifically as well yeah, yeah so this is based off the video game maths all that sort of stuff this is one paragraph in 500 pages <clears throat> A Pokemon's capture rate depends on its level, hit points, status afflictions, evolutionary stage, and rarity. First, begin with 100, then subtract the Pokemon's level times 2. Next, look at the Pokemon's current hit points. If the Pokemon is above 75% hit points, subtract 30 from the Pokemon's capture rate. If the Pokemon is at 75 hit points or lower, subtract 15 from the Pokemon's capture rate. 
If the Pokemon is at 50% or lower, the capture rate is unmodified. If the Pokemon is at 25% hit points or lower, add a total of 15 to the Pokemon's capture rate. If the Pokemon is at exactly one hit point, add a total of plus 30 to the Pokemon's capture rate. Pokemon reduced to zero hit points or less cannot be captured. Pokeballs will simply fail to attempt to energize them. Next, look at the Pokemon's evolutionary stage. If the Pokemon has two evolutions remaining, add plus 10 to the Pokemon's capture rate. You know what? I'm actually going to stop there because I'm only mm. about halfway through. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. I've and, the will to live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure we've actually lost all of our subscribers. So. Yeah. yeah. Of course. It's, so sorry. as someone who's never played, like, if I if I wanted to get into this sort of stuff and I picked that up, I'd be like, this is not for me. Yeah. And it would yeah. totally just turn me off all tabletop games because yeah. I would assume that that's what they're all like. Yeah. yeah. And they're not at all. This is an extreme example of yeah. what tabletop is meant to be. Yeah. So, yeah. It's very... Um, sorry, Colin. Oh, no. Sorry. 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 That's when I was reading this and I read that, I was like, oh, my God, that's too many different variables mm. to think about. Like, yeah. my God, I don't know about this game at all yeah, like yeah. i don't know how, i don't see how this can be fun yeah um i think if i may sort of just hypothesize for a second that this game was probably designed with the intention of being played over roll 20 which is like a i don't know if you guys have used it it's like yeah, yeah it's a it's, it's basically like an online d- mm-hmm. rpg platform um and a lot of what i've seen on like reddit forums and things like that is people using these maps that they've created. So i think it's supposed to be a very visual thing and if you're playing it online and you're in front of a computer putting something like this into like a a excel spreadsheet or something would probably take away a lot of that work, yeah. but it's just yeah. so much to even try and get your head around. Like i i looked at this and and did not even know where to start. I think i finished that first line and was just like i'm already lost. What am i what's the actual goal here? And then it's sort of you work out that okay, what you're doing is you're taking away values, and then if you roll a D100 lower than that rate, you capture the Pokemon. But it doesn't say that anywhere. Like it's just, it's just the equation yeah. off yeah. the internet plonked on there. It's like this is capture rate, and you're like, yeah. what? And yeah. Especially in a game that literally the catchphrase we grew up on was like catch them all. It's like the thing you want to do. You want to catch a Pokemon, and yeah. then it's like you get hit oh, by boof. Yeah, you can catch a Pokemon. <laughs> it's just, just it's gonna go, please watch. Like, cool. it's yeah, do advanced algebra though. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, and it's a shame because, like, I really wanted to love this system. Yeah, mm. and I just. It's not just the maths either. It's the sh- it's the sheer dialogue that is is forced into your brain by this five hundred page book. It's the um, it's the combat. It's all of that stuff that just just it doesn't work as well as I think it could, and it's a shame because I really really wanted to like it. Yeah. Question. Um, we'll go around. Um, would you recommend this system to new or experienced players, <laughs> Amelia? <laughs> well, as a total newbie, like. I wouldn't recommend this. I would just assume that this is how all tabletops are. And, I, you know, I'm I'm an actor and, like, I wanted to just play and just, like, improv and, like, goof off a little bit. But I found it really hard to because my brain was just full of numbers and going, like, what am I supposed to – like, I don't really understand what's mm. going on or um, – And it's daunting. It's, it's really daunting. So yeah. I was just – as I think I might have said earlier, I felt like a bit of a voyeur because I was just sort of listening to you all who are a little bit more experienced. So as someone – as a total newbie, I'm, it, it makes me want to play more tabletop games, which I guess is like it hasn't turned me off them. That's a good it thing. Ma- yeah, yeah, it makes me want to go play more to sort of understand it a little bit more and sort of to sort of have – having too many options from an actor perspective is not good. You want to choose mm. – you want to have one option and sort of lean into that and have fun with that. And I felt so spoiled 
with shit that I just didn't know what to fucking say or like w- what to do. So definitely wouldn't recommend to newbies like me. No. But it has it hasn't turned me off. Like it makes me want to go. I want to go play something else now to sort of really sink my teeth into it. Yeah. 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 But it was, I did have a lot of fun, um, but it was, it was a little bit exhausting and a little bit, my brain is full of numbers. Yeah. As opposed to just the story. Really well tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Connie. Um, Look, I think if I knew somebody who, if I knew somebody who was super interested in Pokemon and keen on it, um, and also enjoyed RPG and were experienced. Absolutely. Like, I would recommend it to them, but I would recommend it with the premise that it is a fat system. Like, mm. it's a lot to get on top of. And if it were like a newbie, I'd say absolutely not. Like, go and play a simpler RPG that you're going to have fun with. Because um, when I was a newbie, I would not have, I would have been so turned off, I think. Because, um, like, before obviously playing it, because once we actually started to get into it, it was a lot of fun. Um, but if I'd have never, never played before and you'd handed me that, like, player guide, I would have been like, oh, no, nah. nah, this isn't for me. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, um, to experience people who really love the Pokemon world, sure. Great. Stuart. Yeah, so... Literally everything that was just described is me, uh, and so yeah, it's like, it's yeah, it's kind of, it's just kind of like, it's like you're not gonna get it anywhere else. Like this, this is the 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 bit like, as was discussed several times over. I don't know what it would be that would make this easier, mm. but if you want to role play some Pokemon, like, this is the way to do it. Yeah, like and. What was the actual core question? I just lost what I was answering. Uh, so would you recommend this oh, to recommend? experience? Yes, 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 yes. Um, so, yeah, it's like you're like, all right, we're doing a Pokemon session. Gang, strap in. <laughs> as that was done today, like just cut cut the, the, the fat of it, as it were, and just like just figure out a way to make it is literally just what we did today. Just Just focus on the let's have some fun with some Pokemon and like, and and uh, yeah, as was brought up earlier, like a lot of this is designed to be played for a long time. Like yeah, mm-hmm. several several sessions where like I have a whole bunch of stuff that's like uh, teaching moves each day and stuff, and and like raising eggs and things like that. And that's just all stuff that just you can't do in a session. But I can see being very fun and exciting if you um if you got to um actually sit down with people who are like yep numbers let's go um and uh and actually have that fun because it, it's a bit of pokemon that we missed out on today that i think could still be very fun that of oh, having those level ups and working your way towards oh here comes the evolution or yeah what, ex- yeah what's the egg and the dm can hide what it is and stuff like that just um yeah i i think if if you're willing to put in <laughs> as as counterproductive it is to say the work to play the game. Uh, yeah, it's pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, I agree with everything that's said so far. Would I recommend this to new players? Absolutely not. If you are a new player, if you've yeah, only played one system, yes. do not play this system. Um, it will it will crush the part of you that is excited about tabletops if you are new. Um, again, even if you're experienced, um, 
the only reason there is to touch this system is if you love Pokemon. Mm-hmm. If you are Pokemon mad and you absolutely love Pokemon, this is the system for you. Why? Because it gives you the opportunity to create a really in-depth character as well as reuse and reutilize the systems that are already in place within the video games that if you love Pokemon, you are probably already very familiar with. Mm. I mean, when I was really into Pokemon, I would look up that capture rate document on the Pokemon wiki just to just to like be interested about it and it would mm. I would find it fascinating. I'd look into it and go, wow, okay, so this actually does matter. Yeah. Like- and this matters as well and the kind of Pokeballs do different things. Mm. Mm. This is why. Um but if it's anything else, if you are just like, oh, I, I, yeah, Pokemon's okay, and I love tabletops, I'll do the Pokemon tabletop. No, no, you must yeah. love Pokemon. Yeah. This, like, I... Being a super fan is literally kind of cutting out that big scary book a bit. Like, you're able to yes. do shorthand. Mm. Exactly. Like, it's terrible it is. Like, I have almost, like, when it has, like, the natures of, like, what stack goes yeah. up, what goes down, that's all just weirdly sitting up in the vault, which is... An awful thing to try to describe to people. Yeah, exactly. But like, like, when you know it, you can be like, oh yeah, I know that. We can skip through that. But when it's like, all right, let's do the entire back of the Pokemon yeah. game. And on top of it, let's add tabletop things. Yeah. Um, if you were a DM and you wanted to do this game, my suggestion would be ask the players what characters they want, make it for them, mm-hmm. and then give them that and then... All they need to know is the Pokemon. Yeah. Mm. Um, that would be a way of cutting it down a bit. Um, yeah, it is an exhausting system. Mm. However, I completely appreciate how rewarding it would be if you love Pokemon. And again, mm. as Stu said, this game would be excellent if it was long form. Mm. If you had that time to experiment with eggs, level up, capture new Pokemon, train them, do a Pokemon League or something like that, it would be amazing. Yeah. But you can't do that in one session. So... Yeah, Will, you're the last one. Would you recommend this system? Um, as it currently stands, hard pass. Not at yep. all. Um, I think in our initial episode, I said that I think there was two kinds of fans that this game was built for. Those who really love the games and those who are interested in Pokemon um, but want to experience it in different sort of settings. But I, I think that's absolutely incorrect. I think now that I've done it, the only people who are going to love this game as it stands are those who are really into the video games and really want to capture that but in a tabletop format um so it just it's sort of it's it's frustrating because like i said i really wanted to love it and i really wanted to go okay this was cool now i'm gonna go and play this with people but i don't think i'd ever touch this system again yeah um there's gotta be a better way to do it um i don't know what that is and i you know again not throwing shade to the people who have built this they put in so much work um and so much effort it just I just feel like there's got to be an easier way. And if that's making it a little less like the video game, then maybe that's what it is. Um, mm. if, if you want to grow the popularity of the system and you want to turn it into something that people do do play, um, you know, in, in a, a variety of groups, it needs to be simpler. Um, yeah. So as it stands, I wouldn't even really recommend it to experienced players. Yeah. If I would, it would be like... Connie, the caveat that it is beefy and you get it's going to take you time. Yeah, mm. yeah. But that's um, yeah. Like it's I had a lot of, of fun. Just wouldn't. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't touch it, it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> had a lot of fun. Just hated it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and again, I think the only things that you like, and they must be, they must, the creators must know 
They 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 must know this because they yeah. made it obviously, and they are working on a new one. So mm. they've just released it and released it for beta reading. Yeah. I think so. I'm going to try and get a hand uh, a copy of. Try and get my hands on a copy of it. And, yeah, um, maybe and down the line see. we can revisit Pokemon and try this yeah, new try one. The and new one, yeah. I think we'll know very quickly if it's going to be the same yeah. or not. I think it's like a bonus. The fact is, like these are people doing it for free. These yeah, are professional yeah. game designers are able to tackle it down every day, get paid for. Yeah, it. these absolutely. are just literally. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I'm hesitant to be, yeah. I suppose, too harsh. Yeah, with yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, because, the, the, like we've always said all along, the 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 achievement is admirable. It's just mm. four players. It's not as, as good as it should yeah. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think as a final thing, if the, if they did it and they did like the OG 151 Pokemon, I feel yeah. like that would be tackleable. You could yeah. redo 151 Pokemon. It would take you a time, mm. but you could do it. Go back You'd, to Gen 1. Yeah. Gen 1. And then once people start to like it, you could go, okay, gang, my yeah. group of... Um, creators let's mm. do the next gen and you just release do it, it in expansions like they yeah. did with dungeons and dragons you got all those supplementary books that come out you know mm. exactly if it was similar to line, that yeah. and i guess the issue is is because the pokemon company are so stringent with their ip mm-hmm. they will sue anyone for anything close to sort yeah. of pokemon like, use to boost your point literally the pokemon company is doing exactly that right now they, yeah they are literally just starting from the bottom like the most recent pokemon game they were like oh you can't catch all of them anymore yeah. Because we can't make all of We can't fit them all anymore. in a game and in that's this. a giant corporation. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely in the money there. Anyway, I think that's all we have to say about the system. Thank you mm. for sticking with us on this journey. Um, Cast, is there any projects you want to plug or any charities that you might be interested in that you want to, you want to quickly plug? Um, Stu, um, any projects in the works oh, you want to mention? Um, yeah. Well, uh, no projects immediately, I suppose. I, if you like... The voice you're hearing now, redubbing games and stuff. I, I do that on my YouTube channel for a bit of funsies. No, um, don't want that. Thank you. <laughs> no, 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 what no, is your YouTube channel, pass. please? Thank you. Uh, yeah, Pinchy6 <clears throat> and uh, Pinchy17, I think. I don't know. It's Pinchy something. Type Pinchy and you'll see a doofus doing voiceover games. Excellent. Yeah. Great. Connie, you got anything for us you want to plug or? I have got a fat, fat lot of zero happening in my <laughs> creative Great. life at the moment. So this has been actually a welcomed break from that. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. I can't think of anything. Cool. I can't think of anything to right. plug or promote. Not a problem. Actually, I have one charity for, because uh, it is the beginning of the year, those people heading back to school, consider looking into the Smith family. Um, they do amazing work sending underprivileged children back to school with all the things they need. Um, so, you know, if you've got a spare couple of dollars... Think about um, sending it the Smith family's way. Beautiful. We'll put the Smith family link in our dis- um, episode description as well. All right. So, Jesse, uh, I suppose now we can sort of look forward into season yeah. three. Do you want to sort of tell our listeners what they have to expect from that? So, season three, I will be DMing again. So, that that's the arrangement Will and I came up with. We swap every season. And next season, we will be tackling the Witcher role-playing game. The new one released, uh, I think it was last year released. Um, and I've just bought that book, um, and I'm currently going through that if at the moment. If there's a bard character, it's what I'm going to go for, and I'm going to sing the song from the TV show. <laughs> so. Cool. We cannot monetize that episode. Um, um, no, but that's. I think that's it from everyone here at Tabletop Unknown, and... We will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.
table top unknown.